What's up, Mets fans? I'm Matthew Cerrone from MetsBlog.com and SNY.TV. At 27 and 27, five games out of first place. It is June 1st, 2018, and this is the State of the Mets. I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'll probably keep writing about it. I just don't know what this team is and where they're going. I mean, the fact that they're 500 at this point after the start they had and the lows they've had, I think speaks a little bit to the mystery behind this roster. Uh, Guys are injured. Uh, You know, Rosario's finally starting to hit. Conforto's been pretty good over the last month. Um, You know, there are signs and reasons to be hopeful uh, Bautista, for all the criticism that signing got, at least in this week and a half, he's been on the Mets. He's hitting the ball hard. He's getting on base. You know, if Frazier and Cespedes can come back, maybe the lineup won't be so bad. I mean, the fact is they've been scoring runs without those two guys. The problem, as you all know, is the bullpen. Uh, I don't know what is going on out there. And the starting pitching, obviously, with Syndergaard going on the DL and Matt's uh, missing a start because of a finger issue. You know, they've been a little up up in the air as well. So, you know, if I'm Sandy Alderson, or really, to be quite honest, above him, if I am, uh, the you know, the Wilpons and I'm, I'm ownership, I'm a little concerned. I'm trying to look at this and I'm, I'm listening to Sandy and I'm looking at the stands and I'm looking at the standings and I'm looking at everything and, and how it has continued from last season and what's transpired since 15. And, you know, I'm, I got to start thinking a little bit about the big picture and where this is going. I mean, we've got right now, which is important, and these next 19 games are, or 18 games, I should say, are particularly important, uh, especially since the Subway Series is tucked in there as well. But the Mets are going to be playing a lot of most likely uh, playoff contending teams, if not playoff teams. So you know, they're going to have a real good read here in, you know, come the end of this month, I think, or probably before the end of this month. And so, you know, if I own this team and I'm looking at it, I got to think to myself, well, okay, if we are going to be out of it, we're going to have to sell again. Uh, sell players like they did last year you know is Sandy Alderson the right guy to make these decisions is this who we want sort of building going forward is this an opportunity to try to acquire some meaningful prospects if not you know what are we doing and I think they're at that point you know um, DeGrom you know Syndergaard they'll be free agents in in a few years the Mets still have them for a few years but the fact is any prospects that they have in the minor leagues that are worth their salt and are going to be coming up probably aren't established major leaguers until after Syndergaard and DeGrom are free agents. So this is an important moment, and I'm not sure how they go about dealing with it. And like I said, I think these next 18 games will dictate it. This is a really critical time, I feel like, for the entire organization, not just this season. So pay attention. As long as we're on this subject, let's talk for a quick second about the state of the minor league system, because I don't think it's as bad as people think. It's not great. And it's not going to uh, net any major players, uh, I don't think, at the deadline. Although I do think it's possible. I just don't think the Mets want to give up, nor should they give up, uh, the guys that it would take to get, say, like a Manny Machado or, you know, for a rental. I don't think the Mets are in that position based on what I said in the previous uh, rant. So if I'm looking at the farm system, you know, the fact is, like, Baseball America just came out today, actually, and mentioned three prospects the Mets have in the top 100. Peter Alonzo, who's their first base prospect, is a big hitter. Um, you know, I think he's got the potential to be a middle-of-the-order bat. I don't know where he plays in the field. He's currently a first baseman. I don't think he's quick enough to play third, reaction-wise. Um, he's a righty, so playing first base is going to be a little tricky. You know, they haven't moved him to the outfield yet. 
Um, you know, he's young, so probably can live at first base, but long term, I'm not sure where he goes. And Andres Jimenez, who's the shortstop, is young. You know, he's only 19 and he's in high A, so he's got a ways to go. But this is a kid a lot of teams like. And frankly, David Peterson, I think, is not getting enough credit. He's a 22-year-old lefty who, you know, they drafted a couple years ago. And, you know, he's another one who, I think it was even Keith Law from ESPN, uh, you know, who people give a lot of respect to for his, his you know, the way he looks at the farm systems and, and as a whole, but not just the players themselves. And he's got Peterson somewhere in the middle of the pack in terms of the top 100. So I think they've got some good players, you know, to work with. Um, you know, the problem is I don't think they have a ton of other position players um, and, you know, sort of round out kind of pitchers. So there's work to be done. But the, the, the system as a whole, I don't think is as shoddy as sort of everybody wants to make it out to be. I mean, it's easy to say that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get a bunch of guys that come out of nowhere and, you know, everybody thinks they have the best system. So like it, it can change quick because it all depends on how a lot of these guys sort of you know, evolve through the farm and evolve as they move up levels. So, um, you know, I talked to a lot of people, you know, around the game. They they like the younger guys in the minor leagues. Must have some third baseman that, that a lot of teams like, thankfully, since they kind of will need a third baseman going forward. Um, you know, and so they have some spots where I think they there's a strength. But overall, the system probably does just need, in general, just more talent. Like, the more they can pack in there, the obviously the odds go up. And so I do think they're in that spot. Like I mentioned before, you know, what they do in terms of how they handle this moment where, well, you know, we're on the fence. Maybe we could trade Familia and get, you know, some, you know, get a couple guys that maybe are a little bit more immediate and we can add to the Confortos and the Rosarios and the Alonzos. And all of a sudden we've got four or five um, you know, young under team control position players, that's a stark difference from where they were a couple of years ago. So I, mean, I don't know that I want them to do that, but you know, if they're floating around 500 in a month and they're, you know, possibly under it's given the state of the system and where the game is going and where their roster is age wise, like I think they might have to do it. No one's going to want to, it's going to be disappointing, but it might be the right move. We'll see. Let's talk real quick for a minute about Jacob deGrom, who has been amazing to watch this season. He's been sensational. The Mets are not scoring when he pitches, but what else is new? He, on the other hand, he's just been sensational. And I think what I like most about what he's doing is he looks like a, you know, a grown-up pitcher. Like, he's not a young guy trying to find his way in the big leagues. Like, that is long gone. And, you know, I don't know that you can say the same about Syndergaard. I don't, obviously can't say the same about Mats. Definitely not Wheeler. You know, Harvey, obviously, but like DeGrom is next level. And the reason I say that is because in watching him this season, the way he's pitching with men on base, it's similar to how he's pitched at times, in, especially in big games over the last few years. But this year, he's doing it every start. When he's got guys on base, he is poised and making very smart decisions about, and this is the key part. If I take a step back and let a run score here, I can get clear the bases, start fresh, I can get these other outs, and we're fine, right? I'm, I'm still in the game. I didn't let this inning get out of control. Some of these other pitchers you see on the staff, and this is common for a lot of young pitchers still trying to figure it out, they just go after the batter, another ball is in play, or run scores. There's still only one out. Another ball in play, next thing you know, the game's blown open, you've thrown 20 extra pitches, you're out of the game, and the bullpen has to come in in the third inning. The ground's not doing that. He's very wisely 
being strategic about, well, okay, I'll, this fine, this can happen, but it's going to get me a double play, you know, here. So, okay, the run scores, but, you know, now there's two outs and I'm facing the number eight hitter. And if I can get him out, the pitcher leads, like he's just being very strategic about how he's managing the inning and managing the opposing lineup. And that is what makes a pitcher sustain success. You know, that's what allows these guys to go, you know, into the range that Verlander is where you're just, you know, now you're, you're in your mid thirties, late thirties, and you're still pitching well. And no one can figure out why it's because you're using your head and DeGrom is doing that. Now, these other guys aren't on the staff. Understandably, they don't have the innings that he has under his belt. DeGrom's also a little older. I think that's important too. So it's just great to watch this happen for him. You know, we've had a lot of guys come through the system, Pelfrey, uh, John Main, Oliver Perez, uh, you know, the list goes on and on where we've seen these guys come up and show, I'll, I'll even put Harvey in there, like guys that come up and show really great, in some cases, amazing potential. And then they take three steps back and they just can't get it together. And it's obviously, it's all a learning process. And all we ever hear about is how they're feeling and how they feel on the mound and their arm and their velocity and blah, blah, blah. You don't get that from DeGrom. You know, if, if there's an issue, he addresses it, he moves on. Regardless of what's going on, he's out there, you know, again, being strategic about what he's doing. He's using the tools he has that day. If he's missing a pitch, so be it, we'll adjust. That is all great stuff. It's, you know, why I would give him the long-term contract as soon as possible. I understand they don't have to pay him, but the reality is that having that fixed cost, like if you know he's not going anywhere and you really believe in his health and his brain, I would sign him because you, you know, you, it's controlled. You know what you got. It's so hard to find a pitcher like this and you've developed him. He can handle the market. He knows the fan base. He knows the expectations. You know, if this is where he's going to be um, and he's comfortable here and you want him here, lock him up. Just get it done. Whatever it is, he's not, you know, he's had Tommy John. He's had major injuries. It's, he's the perfect, (laughs) perfect example of a guy you want to lock up. And hopefully they do. All right, that is this week's show. Just three quick rants. Um, I was out for a little while with some technical issues, but I think I got them all worked out, hopefully. Uh, so we'll get back on the beam here and I'll start cracking these out uh, weekly because I have a feeling, uh, given the first two answers in this podcast, uh, first two rants, that uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. I don't think we're going to be short on, uh, regardless of the standings, regardless of wins and losses, there's going to be plenty to discuss because if they're losing and they're not in it, and they're going into that trade deadline with uh, a need to sell, there's going to be a lot to talk about. That is uh, putting it lightly. So, again, next 18 games are huge. Mets are 500, and we'll see how things go uh, over the next uh, couple weeks. Like I said, it's going to be big. And as always, see you next week. Let's go Mets!